Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 194. Thank you so much for joining us. It is New Year's Day by now. So Happy New Year, and we hope you had a happy holiday season. It's a great time to start. If you haven't yet, it's a great time to get a yeah fresh new start with your blog or your YouTube channel, and uh, we are excited for you. But today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm actually sitting here with my husband, Travis. Say hello. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, yes, we actually are newlyweds. We got married this summer, so very exciting. But the reason I brought him in today is because he actually owns his own business. He's a chiropractor, and he's been doing it doing it for a while now. And we're going to be talking about how online marketing can help your brick and mortar businesses because I've seen this question in, in a variety of ways uh, in the community, and so we just wanted to address that and maybe what your thoughts on the future are. So can you tell us a little bit about your business and kind of how you got started? Yeah, so um, I've been in practice for about 11 years and um, I started off working for somebody else and after a few years realized that it was time to kind of branch out and spread my wings a little bit. And so I opened my own place um, and have been there since and brick and mortar is is always its own challenge, but the freedoms that it provides, uh, especially from from a business perspective, not just necessarily a practice perspective, really is valuable. Um, and, and obviously, as as you have learned too, from time management and and freedom, it's been a, a, an incredible experience thus far. Yeah, and I must say he is very successful. Even today when we're recording this, it was just after Christmas and he had a lot of people wanting to get in and get adjusted. So, and I just want to say on Google, you have great reviews, which I'm sure doesn't hurt your business as well. No, yeah, Google has been um, really a saving grace for, you know, not just my business, but, you know, my colleagues and friends as, as we start to navigate into more of a digital marketing style um, and and definitely been very, very blessed. We use that term a lot, hashtag blessed in our, <laughs> in our family and, yep. and Anna hears that a lot. Um, we, we are very blessed with, with um, our customers and patients and the reviews um, that we get. Yeah. All right. So obviously I'm in this field of work and so I'm going to talk to you about it at home. And so Kind of why did you start writing blog posts? I know you have a YouTube channel as well, and you're very active on Instagram. But why did you decide to start writing blog posts? Yeah, so I think certainly a huge shout out to to, to you. And, and when we, we started dating and learning about this world, um, I learned a lot was being missed as far as a brick and mortar. I, I was familiar with marketing from a digital standpoint you know, the YouTubers, Mr. Beast and those, those going forward, um, but never really understood how I could apply it to, to our business. And, and certainly a huge shout out to Molly, um, our marketing director, who's, who's taken this and really run with it. Um, but I'm not the type of, of provider. And sometimes, you know, chiropractors have a, have a bad wrap out there for kind of being door to door knocking salesmen and, and, and hats off to those guys that choose to do that. That's just, not me and who I am um, as a provider. I choose to tap into um, my own 
resources and, and networks and such to to, re- to recruit patients or, or offer you know the education that we have out there for chiropractic and so blogging was really an easy way to really get my voice out there and kind of our message to our, our patient demographic on how we do things and why we do things the way we do. Mm-hmm. And so you learned about our methods in Project 24, including writing uh, the answer target, which is what we want Google to pick up as the snippet. So in the beginning of the post, you write the very short and to the point answer that you bold. And then of course, throughout the post, you follow the Project 24 uh, recipe. And so tell me a little bit about how that has helped the blog post. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when, when we started talking about it and you were, you were really encouraging me to, to start blogging, um, I just took a stab at it myself, um, just, you know, not, not knowing what I was doing and wrote a couple of blogs and, and they were um, rough drafts at best. And, and Molly did what she could with them as well with her knowledge and, and did a great job with them getting them out there. But then the moment that you and I sat down and we talked about Google and how to identify target questions and, and really hitting those those points where there's a high demand for certain answers. Uh, the next post that I wrote was absolutely amazing. Um, not the fact that the content was amazing, but the response and the ranking. Um, and, and as you you actually pointed out um, one day, I was, I was driving home. Um, it was within a week that my answer had become a, a snippet. And that was pretty, pretty phenomenal how quickly the product and your guys' lessons um, are effective in what we do. Do you remember which article that was? Yeah, so the t- so the the article was how much does a chiropractor make in Boise, Idaho, and um, although that's a really broad answer, um, forming forming the and and laying it out the way that the Project Twenty Four teaches allowed Google to catch that immediately, and it was like I said within a week, um, or like you you'd pointed out within a week, it was the the number one answer, um, and still is to this day, and is uh, by far our most um, interacted blog post to this point. Yeah, absolutely. And people ask that all the time. How can I help my business in a geographical way? If I'm in a specific city, obviously with a brick and mortar business, how can I help people find me? And that is a very, you know, poignant and probably looked up question. How much does a chiropractor cost in Boise, Idaho? And you want to be the one at the top. And so that's awesome that you are. But Tell me a little bit about some of the other blog posts that you have written so far. Yeah, so we've done a lot of blog posts, trying not to compete with major, major sites out there. Obviously, as a small brick and mortar and a small site, just trying to kind of get our name out there and be relevant in the Google space. We tried to pick questions that were applicable to to a smaller um, degree. And I say that, you know, I'm not trying to compete with Mayo Clinic on how does a <laughs> chiropractor, you know, uh, do or treat back pain, um, because I don't think I can compete with them at this point. So we really kind of try and find really common questions, but also questions that are specific to certain things. And through the Project 24 algorithm and, and trying to and, and practicing that and applying that, uh, we've had a lot more interaction um, with those specific questions, you know, you know, how does a chiropractor treat shoulder pain and what type of alternatives are there for shoulder pain and those types of things. Um, and so it's, it's not an it's not a pick a topic and just write as much as we would like to think it is. It's, it's definitely doing a little bit of research and, and figuring out what questions Google wants answered 
because Google represents, you know, the entirety of everybody out there. Yeah, absolutely. And so you mentioned it briefly, but how has doing this helped your business so far? You know, and and my my lovely wife understands Google far, far, far better than I do. And so do all the members here at Project 24. Um, and I always like to, to, to kind of joke with her that I don't know wh- how it's working, <laughs> but I know that when I'm when I'm responding to those questions and, and, and applying the, the lessons that, that I've learned through them, um, somehow we just start to get more random calls from Google, from the interwebs, um, <laughs> from, from the, the, the digital spaces out there. And, and again, I, I am not, uh, you know, Google savvy in any way, but for what it, from what I can tell, making ourselves kind of out there and putting ourselves more on the front line seems to draw attention to the public around us. And so I, I was telling Anna the other day, I, I did a blog post and within a few days I was getting ro- a bunch of random calls and new patients coming in, which is always a, a good sign that it's working. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, how do you think it's helped you just having a presence on all these different social medias, such as uh, Google, but also YouTube and Instagram, which I know that you're very active on. You post very consistently on there. Yeah. So, you know, we are, we're really, really humbled and very grateful. And, and again, hashtag blessed to, to <laughs> on, how, on our successes. Um, again, we'll have the biggest year we've ever had. Um, financially, and also a lot of practices are based on just the numbers and the volume of patients that they see. Um, I don't see, I'm not a high volume practice, but I am able to fill the books. And And it seems like the more we've applied ourselves to marketing online, utilizing the different um, resources, Facebook, you know, Instagram, YouTube at this point, and also Google and blogging, uh, again, we're, we're seeing an uptick in patient numbers and, and the, the proof is in the pudding as they say, it's, it's been really, really, really fun to watch and not have to be out there beating the streets mm-hmm. and, and hard marketing, um, but utilizing our resources and time more efficiently. Absolutely. And customers, even if they are existing company, uh, customers and they go onto your website, they expect a professional looking website where they can get their uh, questions answered. And obviously you have contact information and all that. I know Molly helped you recently redesign your website. So how's that working for you? Yeah. Uh, making a relevant site and, and having somebody professionally do it, I, th- I think hands down is one of the most important things you can do as a brick and mortar. Um, it, it, you know, and, don't, and certainly don't get me wrong, when I started up, we certainly had to use kind of a templated type website just mm-hmm. for cost effective purposes. But as soon as we were able to get um, a more professional website done, and again, Molly did just an absolutely amazing job um, doing that. And it was, it was, it was utilizing her skills more than it was cost. Um, and, and really going and, and taking that leap that it really, really provided a huge benefit that flowed well for patients um, and, and other consumers so that they could follow it and and have fun with that. And since then, we went ahead and started our own blogging site as well, um, which allows me to kind of have my own voice out there and talk about sometimes controversial topics, sometimes things that are just fun to talk about. And, and again, that has been looped into the website and provides a lot more traction for, for um, the patients as well. Yeah. Sorry. I know this is a lot more questions than I showed you, but I just come up with things. That's a reporter in me, by the way. Um, How would you say the different social medias are different? Like what kind of tone do they have? What is Instagram compared to Google compared to YouTube? You know, I think Instagram allows for um, 
the the owner the business to to create a very consistent message uh, molly was was joking when she took over my my pathetic at that time um <laughs> professional Instagram for the clinic, uh, she laughed and, and, and Molly's favorite word is we're going to make this trendy. It's going to be so trendy. And, and I didn't understand what she said until I started watching her go to work. And, and, um, and again, this is not something that you have to hire somebody to do. Mm-hmm. You can do it on your own. Um, but just finding that consistent kind of colors, textures, hues, messages, fonts, those types of things that are, are very, very consistent across the, the page from each post. And, and apparently that seems to, um, stimulate Instagram and, and Facebook as well to to make you more relevant on people's pages, um, which I didn't know. I was blasting everything out there just because <laughs> it was fun and didn't know what what was really applicable. But um, since then, I, I think that the utilizing the, the Facebooks and the Instagrams, certainly from a marketing standpoint, allow that consistency. Now, from a blogging standpoint, that's where you can really be diverse and really tap into Google and find out what people are interested in. And, and much like Project 24 teaches, researching those questions, finding answers that you could really answer better than maybe the snippet that's out there. And, and that can vary widely. Um, but then following the format that the Project 24 teaches is really how Google catches, um, catches it and you catch that attention. Mm-hmm. And you did mention, you know, you do have a marketing director now, but you've been going at it for a long time with your business. And so now it was kind of time to up it a little bit. But you certainly, especially if you are just getting started, you don't need to hire anyone. You don't need a marketing director. You are the marketing director yourself, and you do not need to have someone redesign your website professionally. Um, you can certainly start with just a standard uh, WordPress theme to get the traffic to your website. So don't worry about that too much in the beginning. But like I said, because you are already established, you have those customers coming to your website and you kind of want to have that consistency with your website and also your business and yourself. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So what would you like to see from your blog and just social media in general in the future? You know, as we're gaining traction, um, I'd love for social for for the blog and the social media to continue to grow the practice as it has. Um, we've already added um, another partner into the practice, um, and that was, you know, definitely I think fueled by by some online marketing, um, and we've been able to feed her a lot of patients. Um, and she's a nurse practitioner, so we've we brought medicine into the practice, which has been amazing. And Jordan has done our nurse practitioner has done an amazing job. Um, serving those clientele that are, are, are catching some of these things that we're talking about on our blogs and our Instagram posts and, and Facebook. Um, and then, and then serving that population as they, they come calling. And, and I, I expect that that will only continue to thrive as we gain more and more traction and get more and more content out there. Absolutely. So I have to ask this question because a lot of people in project 24, not everyone, but a lot ultimately would like to have more freedom, more flexibility with their schedule. And that could mean quitting their daytime jobs completely and creating that income for themselves. So they are able to be self-sufficient, of course, be their own boss, travel more, spend more time with their family, maybe make more money. So is that something that you could see for yourself in the future? You know, I think that that's something that certainly is feasible for for anybody that even if you have a brick and mortar and you're not a digital, um, you know, uh, entrepreneur, 
you can you can make this in anything you want it to be. We see a number of chiropractors and even medical providers and so on um, creating large, large followings on the social media platforms um, and YouTube as well, uh, and, and now are, are able to retire by addressing certain things. I follow a pharmacist that now is not practicing at a local pharmacy, but instead provides great insight on how to apply different med- uh, medicines and, and utilize medicine um, at home and, and do different things. And, and the same with some chiropractors that I've followed as well um, now have moved on and have just a huge digital following and, and um, no longer practice in their brick and mortars. And so certainly the digital world and um, this movement in the last decade or two towards um, <clears throat> have freedom and, and the ability to travel and do with things as you please is certainly um, taken off and, and will continue to do so uh, with the with the influence of technology. Yeah. And it depends on what you're into, but I know you follow a few people on TikTok who are also becoming very successful on about this. And so this is something that we briefly talked about here that we would like to explore a little bit here in Project 24, just because it's becoming such a huge thing. But tell me about that. Don't you follow a few people who are pretty successful? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. There's a, there's a few um, chiropractors out there um, that have really, really made a name for themselves doing things like TikTok, YouTube shorts, the Instagram reels. Um, and the one thing that I do notice with these providers is they create that consistent visual appeal, mm-hmm. just like you would on your blog. They're their decor in, in their, their local space or in their office space, or if it's at home is very, very, very fluid. Um, and the, the message, they don't try and encapsulate an entire field um, or profession. Um, they, they pick one niche area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm sure that some of the, the listeners have, have seen, you know, the, the chiropractors that just literally record back cracking and, <laughs> and that's all they do. And they get these massive followings because people love to hear the back cracking, like Doctor <laughs> Pumple Popper. I think that it's a, it's a, it's a wild world out there. It's, yeah. it, but it's, it's a, it's theirs for the taking, and they found those niches. And so, certainly, absolutely, I think that um, there's a lot of providers that are that are that are doing exactly what we're talking about, um, and what the listeners will want for themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I know on YouTube, especially, I like to follow people who are actually um, specialized in their field. So whether that's uh, a nutritionist, whether that's a personal trainer, all those types of people, I want to hear from them. Of course, I like to hear from people um, and their actual experiences, but it just adds something when you hear from an actual doctor or, or some sort of professional. And so if you have some sort of experience in something, consider that an advantage. Um, and we always say you want to make sure and have some passion for the niche that you're going to be working on. But also now with uh, Google's you know, constant algorithm updates, they want to see more and more of that eat expertise, authoritativeness and trustworthiness and being a professional or having experience in, in what you're doing will certainly help that. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. It's sometimes, you know, as a healthcare provider, um, when you come across somebody that maybe doesn't list their credentials, um, then it's certainly, it certainly makes you slow down in consideration of what their what their message is. Now that doesn't mean that you have to you know have a doctorate to to portray a, me- a message about health or whatever it may be. 
but um, but that consistency and trustworthiness, and as Anna said, that eat um, that expertise, authoritative, and uh, what was the team? trustworthiness, trustworthiness uh, can be you got it can be gained um, through that consistent, fluid message. But if you're all over the place, uh, certainly you lose my attention, and I, and I move on to the to the next person. Yeah, absolutely. All right, is there anything else you want to add? To this little conversation. No, that was that was good. That, this is, <laughs> just reminds me of couch talk over dinner. So I love it. <laughs> awesome. All right. We do have a couple questions from the community that we're going to go through. And so I love your feedback on these as well. So the first one is from Dallin Hales. And he says, I've been counting down the days until purchasing Project 24 as a Christmas present for myself. Congratulations. And I think I replied to this and I said, you gave yourself the gift of knowledge. So we're so glad to have you. But he says, I started a blog about two months ago, 18 posts in on a topic I thought would be good, but would love to hear what people may think. I'm totally willing to adjust, expand and start fresh too. The topic is Airbnb and Turo hosting, how everyone can rent their car or property as a side hustle. I've been a host on both platforms for a while now, but here's my questions that I keep thinking about. One, is it a big enough niche topic or am I trapping myself? Two, is it a good topic but needs to expand such as from a guest view instead of a host? Three, or should I just scrap it and start new? So obviously this is a huge thing. Travis and I have taken advantage of this from a lot of different hosts, places we go and we've used the Turo, we've used Uber. Um, that's a little bit different. We've used Airbnb and in fact, we're going to here in a couple of weeks, but this is something that a lot of people are taking advantage of. What I would say is make sure to keep your domain broad. And what I mean by that is, for example, don't put Turo in your do domain or don't put Airbnb in your domain because you want to give yourself that flexibility to write about other topics in the future because I'm assuming that more and more of these types of services will pop up in the future. What do you think about that? Yeah, Dallin, I think that's a great question, and I agree with Anna 100%. You're, you're about to walk into a world that you're so you're going to be so grateful for with Project 24. Um Yes. And, and as far as cornering yourself in that niche, I don't, I don't think that that's the case. You know, Airbnb, VRBO, all those rental um, apps and programs are so big now and there's so many different houses and, and different opportunities out there. It's, and, and Turo is up and coming as well. We're going to use Turo on the same trip that Anna's talking about. Um, I don't think as a host, you're necessarily cornering yourself. In fact, I think you have an advantage because now you can come in um, as a host, and Anna and I were talking about this briefly before we started um, with your question. I think that, you know, really, really kind of targeting Google, looking at those questions that people are asking out there about these different apps is going to be one of your, your, your most important things that you can do. Um, and then coming at it as well, because you are a host and, and have property or properties, um, and, and start highlighting your experiences when you travel as well to different Airbnbs and VRBOs. And, and again, kind of picking up on some of the things that, that you notice that make people's experiences better. And Turo's the same way. I love getting into a nice clean car with a couple <laughs> water bottles as opposed to something that's destroyed and low on gas. So, yes. um, you know, I think you're, I don't think you're cornering yourself in any way. I think you have a lot of opportunity there, um, especially because there's such huge platforms and outdoorsy and camper renter, which we use and, and so on and so forth. 
Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think I've seen a blog specific from a host on there when I'm researching stuff. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I will say is go through the blogging course, of course, uh, but also make sure you go through the search analysis portion in its entirety because you do want to pinpoint what the articles are that you're going to be writing out and make sure there are quite a few that are available that available <laughs> that have uh, lower competition and higher search volume. I, I'm assuming there's going to be uh, some out there, so I'm excited for you. Yeah. All right, the next one is from Vic Video Pick, and they say, I only started my blog two months ago. I have published 30 posts so far, still in the ghost town, territory. I have a decently established YouTube channel about the same topic, and I have plenty of contact in specialized forums and Facebook groups. I'm wondering if I should use my YouTube channel forums and Facebook groups to bring traffic to my blog, but I'm afraid that this could have a negative impact. Maybe Google would consider it spam. All right. So I think that this is a great idea. And again, Travis and I were talking about this before we started recording, but uh, I think this is a great idea and we're seeing this more and more and we're also recommending it more and more. The one thing that I would say is uh, make sure like if you are trying to bring traffic from YouTube to blogging or blogging to YouTube, just make sure that the type of people especially sending traffic to YouTube, make sure they're the type of people who will want to watch your YouTube channel, who are interested in that topic and who are potential subscribers and will continue to watch those videos through because uh, YouTube wants to see those returning um, viewers and subscribers. It's really good for the algorithm. So try not to just spam it out to your uh, professional uh, Facebook and ask your mom and grandma or whoever uh, to subscribe, which is great, but they may not be the type of people who will come back over and over and over and are super interested in that topic. Yeah, I would agree 100% with Anna. Um, certainly utilize your resources. If you have a you know a massive Facebook following and, and you don't know how many of those people are interested in your blog topic, it's certainly worth getting out there and calculating and, and, and analyzing the response. Um, but, and just to kind of compliment what Anna said, you're, you're probably going to get mom and grandma following and, <laughs> and, and that's okay because yeah. they're interested in what you're doing. But, yeah. um, what I've learned is consistency is the name of the game. And so don't blast one blog post out there and then stop doing that. If you're going to utilize that as a resource, then make sure that you, you utilize those analytics to your net advantage as well and um, be consistent in your marketing so that you're drip marketing you know, blo- uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. And yeah. then if it's not providing a, f- a feedback, then stop so that you don't confuse that Google algorithm mm-hmm. and, um, and, and reapproach from another angle. But if you have a big Facebook following, I bet you'll see a huge uptick um, in your blog interaction as well. And Anna and I were talking about this, like she said, um, I, I took a stab at it, my very first blog post and uh, maybe the first couple and didn't follow the algorithm, didn't do anything that she taught me to do because I'm mm-hmm. a husband and we sometimes choose not to listen, which is a bad idea. Always and then you learn. Lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always listen. Um, but then uh, when we followed the algorithm and then we went ahead and posted it to our Facebook following and pro- to our professional um, uh, social Instagram. media accounts and, and so on, 
um, the the response and interaction was like quadruple, if not more. And Molly could give me those numbers exactly, but it was quite astonishing how much more people interacted because we were hitting some of our target audience with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe that's what you're talking about, Vic Video Pick, is you have a specialized Facebook group who are already super interested in this topic. And so just like you, your Facebook uh, page and your Instagram are following you for you and your practice and those type of topics. So it's not just like your profession or sorry, your personal page. Exactly. Yeah. I would say, I would certainly, um, probably hesitate posting to a personal page unless you know, you just have a huge like-minded, um, group there, but definitely to your professional pages. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Great podcast, in my opinion. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything else to add? I don't. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much and happy new year. And uh, we will hear you next time. See you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.